0: So I just talking to
1: alright dear. Hello, I'm Nana, and if you enjoy listening to my sweetheart's talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours, and maybe they can enjoy it too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the darling's buy me a coffee account. Alright. Okay honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. <laughs> Gentlemen, please, take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, I am joined by Peter and my wife, Sarah. And we are going to be discussing... The fictional slash conspiracy theory slash cover-up of the Philadelphia Experiment. You were
2: going to say Philadelphia.
1: Philadelphia. I don't know if you guys have seen I Love Lucy, but it was a thing Ralph, or was it? Fred did. And uh, he, he always said he was from Philadelphia. If you need Peter, turn the whole desk just right around. Like, just spin the whole that thing if you sense. need to. You're good. I was hoping it was long enough.
0: <laughs> Anyways. i said that before.
1: So, back in the 1940s, I believe it
0: was? 1955.
1: 1955. There we go. So, after the Second World War.
0: Well, are you talking the story or when it surfaced?
1: Uh, The story first. The so
0: story takes place in 1943.
1: 1943. It okay.
0: surfaces in
1: 1955. Yeah. And it is about... A ship known as the Eldridge which is a naval vessel that they had floating around quite literally and they supposedly did some experiments in which the ship not only disappeared but it teleported and it time-traveled but when it reappeared that's when things got weird people were seen with Massive burns fused into the fuselage of the ship. Some people uh, uh, had gone completely invisible and didn't turn visible again. Uh, other people were just missing.
0: The one I find um, most interesting is that evidently some of the people were turned inside out.
1: Oh Ooh. wow! I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Ooh. Well, Something fused to the wall would be crappy too. Like. Well, yeah. Like the, the one reenactment I saw that had the guy like fused in at like the waist and it just kind of blended from human flesh into steel. It was, it was at the molecular level that it happened, right?
2: Well, the little bit that I read, it just said arm, like an arm, their arms were fused to the wall of the ship. I didn't hear about their ways that's 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 gross that
0: that that was fictionalized one of the main parts in the in in where it roots from is uh uh is a story of one officer who is evidently on on the boat in question and what happens to him is he when it reappears his hand and part of his arm is stuck in the law and he is a deck lower than he started
1: so he literally fell
0: through the floor
2: yeah, I don't know about that, but
1: there's crazy. there's a another case where the gentleman was on the ship and um, he went home, saw his family that night, <clears throat> and apparently he walked through the wall to his bedroom and was never seen again. Like missed the door, walked North through the wall, and, that, and he was just gone.
2: How do you miss
1: the door? Well, if you're not completely in this reality because of whatever just happened to you earlier that day, then he phased out of existence and just kind of, it's kind of like when you glitch on Ark and you're actually not where you think you are.
2: Yeah.
0: Been there, done that.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Ark. It's a learning experience.
0: No, I thought I was flying. (laughs) Ah! (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that reminds me last time I got kicked out of Arc I was flying on a pterodactyl over the ocean. So I'm probably dead, so whatever. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I don't care. I still had nothing. But anyways, so uh this story was supposedly told to the writer of the alien novel. Uh, I can't remember his name. But the guy who was writing in went by Carlos Allende. Uh close. Allende. Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: He's also known as Alan.
1: Yeah, Alan Carl.
0: And 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 this is <clears throat> this is where I found it just right from the word go. It's just really mega it confusing, All right? <clears throat> uh, it originates late 1955 by Carl M. Allen. It sends an anonymous package called "Happy Easter," containing a copy of Morris K. Jessup's book. The case of the ufo unidentified flying objects to the u.s office of the naval research okay and the copy that he sends has a whole bunch of quotes and notations and discussions in the margins as if people have read it it, it, and, it
1: looks like someone edited it and added new notes to it
0: well and from the point of view that they're possibly alien and they're worried about their technology being figured out right um And at the same time, Alan is sending letters um, to Jessup, Jessup, who wrote the book, not to do any of the experiments,
1: but also telling him that he should publish his stuff because he was a big fan of them, but he pushed it off. He didn't want to write about his stuff. He was just coming off of like his first book did really well, but the next two did really bad and it just kind of. His career just kind of fell off, yeah. So because he wasn't having any luck with those, that's when he decided he was going to start publishing things about the Philadelphia Philadelphia experiment from the letters he was getting from uh, Allen.
2: <clears throat>
0: and and that's because the U.S. Naval Marshal calls Jessup in, and and shows him the book with the notations, and he recognizes the guy's handwriting. From the letters he's getting, that's how the connection between the three of them finally made. Yeah. And that's how the connection between the three of them are finally made. Right. So yeah, so that's basically the start of it. And when I <coughs> when I sit back and I think about that, I go, okay, wow. And this lasted this long as someone thinking it was real. <laughs> All right. It's kind of a kind of a weird thing, but there is some support <coughs> about what's going on at the time and some confusion and that involves something called degaussing.
1: yeah which was a way to magnetically be invisible to minds i i did research on this one yeah for even just briefly i i wanted to know what i was talking about because for the longest time i actually really believed in this story but when i sat down and looked at the individuals involved with it uh not so much the guy who wrote the alien book but the guy who was sending him the letters, if you actually go through some of the stuff he was saying, it was really hard to follow and had no beginning, middle, or end. It no just kind of, it had no context. It just kept going, right?
0: <clears throat> Non-regular use of uh, capitalization and punctuation. In those oh. no sentences. Oh!
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: I hate
1: that. Yeah, it, it would be Weird Al's nightmare because didn't he do one about punctuation?
2: The type of person who, when I'm on Facebook and I'm on like those buy and sells, if they're not punctuated properly or grammatically correct, I won't read the rest of the post, even if I want the item. I, I, I'm like, I'm disgusted by your lack of knowledge of grammar and punctuation, so I'm just skip this shit. Some of
0: my best parts of watching television, especially on anything, because I tend to watch closed caption, I'm old, going deaf, right? And it's how they try to spell <laughs> slang. <laughs> Or how they misspell a lot of words. Oh my gosh, isn't it horrible? I I can't watch
2: anything on closed caption for that reason, because half the time it's also behind, and I tend to pay more attention.
1: Thanks. Oh, sorry. Hold on, one second.
2: Steal the mic from me. I tend to pay more attention to what's going on with the wording than I am the show, and I don't need closed captioning on, so I turn them off if I can. But otherwise, it's... Yeah, I can't. I can't, because I can't get past the (laughs) grammatical errors... (laughs) And I'm not saying I speak the best and sometimes I miss a punctuation here or there or I put one where I don't need one. But at least I try. Like, I don't just do run-on sentences. I hate that.
1: Hate it, hate it, hate it. So, the reason they call it the Philadelphia Experiment is because it started in Philadelphia. They were apparently in the naval shipyards of Philadelphia. Chesapeake Bay. And uh, when they turned on... These two um, hypothetical generators, they were, you know, like I said, of the electromagnetic field type. And then a green haze or fog appeared around the ship. The ship turned invisible and then disappeared even from its imprint in the water. It, It like was physically gone at that point after it turned invisible. Then it went somewhere. Where did it end up? Does anybody remember?
0: Uh, somewhere in New Jersey, wasn't it? Hang on a minute, I got to hear in my
2: notes. I have a question. So, did it disappear anywhere near the Bermuda Triangle?
0: No, no. We're in Chesapeake Bay, Hulk. Oh, okay, off of
2: Virginia and stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So we'll figure out where it goes, but yeah, we'll figure out. When it got there, it was ten minutes earlier than what it
0: left. Norfolk, Virginia, is where it shows there up. There you go, Norfolk, mm-hmm.
1: Virginia. But when it arrived in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, Been there. it uh, was 10 minutes earlier than what it left.
0: Well, that makes a whole lot of sense, considering that the Elbridge ship, although this was supposed to have taken place in October 1943, was actually not commissioned by the U.S. government until 1946.
2: Apparently, though, too, it disappeared from there and reappeared back in Philadelphia. That
0: is correct. After a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't stay in Norfolk, but who would?
2: Yeah.
1: But when it uh came back to Philadelphia, it was 20 minutes after it had left by Philadelphia's original time. Or so it was there's a half an hour gap there essentially. Yeah. 3
0: or 3 years prior to being commissioned as a ship by the US naval officer. However, there is a secondary ship, the Enstrom, I believe it is. Yeah. Or that something like that was actually going through uh, degassing in Chesapeake Bay in Philadelphia at that time.
1: Well, so also in the naval yards, it shows that the ship in question that we were talking about, whatever the Eldridge, was actually not in that bay
0: at that time. It wasn't even a ship yet. Not for another three years. (laughs) Yeah. And it's first thing... And, yeah, it's got... uh, There's a lot of history about that ship, and it never actually gets to Philadelphia at any time. It's never in Philadelphia. Yeah,
1: it's never been to Philadelphia. So someone either misnamed the ship, and it was this other ship, or what have you. You know, that's even if you believe the story. Yeah. So Carlos Allende, or Alan... Carl Carl Allen. Carl Allen. Carl. Carl, Carl. Yeah. Is that with a K? He said he saw it. He was on one of the other ships. Uh, I can't remember what kind of ship. Not really important. Um, but he saw the incident. And he was, you know, an eyewitness or whatever. But the ramblings of a madman can be quite creative sometimes, right? But yeah, Sarah wants what he's on. Yeah. You think they'll be stronger than your gummies? Oh, hell yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the story. I don't now, know now where to start picking. Now, it's from the picking.
0: original there and the fact that they take these letters to the naval officer. and Now, now I couldn't find out why, but the Navy office finds them. And this is where you begin to wonder, right? So these letters and this book... and and if there's any part of conspiracy theory, theories that I'm a big contender of, is let's make a conspiracy to get everyone off the track what's really going on, right? Mm-hmm. And that a lot of them are actually birthed by the people that are, if they seem to be taunting. And for some reason, the Naval officer, Navy office, produces 127 mimeograph copies of the book with the notations and all of Allen's letters that are spread out across the world and from there we now what happens is like two or three fictional novels are written right Um, there's a movie now the philadelphia project is actually accused i'm I'm using air quotations for any of those who can't see me right
2: which is everybody
0: (laughs) right but um, (laughs) of plagiarism against um thin air Right, which was a book published like a decade earlier, which yeah. was dealing with the Philadelphia <laughs> Experiment. Um, but at the same time, we have this degassing going on, and the big problem with the degassing is that this was a new procedure developed by Canadians, yay Royal Navy. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But um, they're to work with the uh, demagnetizing through electricity the hulls. And you can, very big, evidently, in the British Navy, Um, and it was now being translated onto American ships, and very top secret, Yeah. right? So you end up now with a whole bunch of documents about stuff that was going on, but it's all covered up, right? And when you think about the fact that this is done by electrifying the hull, right? Yeah you could see that there could have been accidents and people and it just it holds then
2: disorientations and to, yeah, hallucinations. Right? and. This is where we talk about the high EMF that those uh, magnetized um, holes would come in play kind of like in high EMF areas where people think they see ghosts. It's basically just hallucinations.
0: Mm, yeah. Right. So, there's a maybe, whole
1: lot of things and maybe <laughs> the guy whose hand was stuck to the hull it was just because it was magnetized and so was his hand at the time because they were doing the degaussing he's tripping out because he doesn't know what's going on you know it's a new technology even right
0: Or he was on
1: uh, well <laughs> tis the season i guess well you know?
0: 43 i don't know if acid was even in the navy Is it around by then? i don't know the history the actual like know like you know like some of them like marijuana and weren't they doing you know they go way back but like acid is, a, is yeah but weren't they doing crazier
1: drugs? stuff like vicodin and uh, and, heroin. and heroin and all this other like kind. when
0: did when, when did we start mass producing psychedelic drugs right as a
2: at least as far as i know as a as least. a
0: pharmaceutical product not as a natural
2: thing 50s oh i don't know
0: well yeah and it's supposed to be in the 40s right you maybe
2: know what I mean? yeah. experimental government Who knows? know. Yeah. here try this
0: the LSD experiments by the U.S. government. Oh, there's a topic. Actually, yeah.
1: So uh, if you do search around, you can find different conspiracy theories about the states, well, not just the states, but mankind in general, doing uh, teleportation things where they can go from point A to point B instantaneously by jumping through a man-made wormhole, essentially.
0: Well, isn't the Bell product part of that as well? The Bell Experiments by
1: the uh, Nazis? The Nazis, Daglocken. Glocken. Yeah, that's what it was called. It it is a topic on our list. We will probably get to that sometime shortly if we're keeping with the weird stuff. The
0: the whole thing of kicking around, um, being able... uh, The key thing about the Philadelphia Experiment, whether you see it as a conspiracy or fiction, um, the dimensional travel and time travel have been added to it uh originally it's invisibility and just invisibility yeah right but it is based upon a you know roughly i don't even know if einstein actually uh explained the theory i know he termed the theory uh fudge what was the theory that it's all based upon is actually a Einsteinian term.
1: Yeah, and they solved it or something and then that's what what made everything go
0: Yeah. Dr. But
1: Zeus on us.
0: The bigger problem that I have, and, and this is just even if it failed at that level, and given our paranoia about governments, they would have tried it a second, or third, a fourth time, right? And yet we only have really the one story. There is a second story out there, but it's even more sketchy. Like, I didn't even want to bring it up after I looked into it Mm. between me and you talking. Um, And it seems that it's even more just added fiction onto the whole thing. So that's the problem is because they did it. Okay. Yeah. They lost a few guys, you know, in certain different ways and all of that. But they not only got a ship to disappear, but they got it to teleport. 200 kilometers away or 200 miles away they're going to try that again
1: but the thing is maybe the reason it hasn't come to the surface is because they haven't fucked up so badly and it hasn't become an obvious thing they've got it perfected to the point where they can just do it and nobody even notices anymore
0: oh yeah but you know, we, know what we, i mean we may not be noticing what it's doing to the surface of the planet but let's talk about what like you know when we're splitting atoms and ramming atoms on that stupid thing in france right oh well if what we're, it's doing to the core of the earth if, if right? we're bending
1: space time around the planet then like stuff's gonna get weird anyway yeah
0: there's a whole um <clears throat> is it arthur c Clarke or larry Niven? but one of them writes a writes a whole novel over the fact of micro wormholes breaking out into the atmosphere above us. I wanna say say that's Clark. Quite possibly Clark was my first guess.
1: Call them both and then let me know which one says yeah it was me.
0: (laughs) Good God they're both dead too.
1: Then we're gonna need the Ouija board from the basement.
2: (laughs) I was just about to say that I just I just remember that Colleen's dad Lloyd had a lot of the um I'm pretty sure Andrew Clark books and I thought I remember that title or something to do with wormholes. See, well, he had like a uh, whole bookcase full of these science fiction um,
0: novels. Arthur and, C. Clarke does write a book. Arthur, totally, sorry, uh, bo- totally based upon micro wormholes. And it's, but it's not. It's about the eradication of privacy within the human society. Because since we can now control them and we can know, and we, they're so small, we can't go through them. <sighs> but we can send listening and visual devices through them. Privacy ceased to exist because it doesn't matter where you are
2: oh so like social media
0: yeah right and so and as it just is so yeah people start walking around naked Mm -hmm. right or people do the very opposite and the clothing styles change from either very minimal to high-collared old victorian things that you never have to show anything to use any facility so really but that's we digress arthur c clark great (laughs) author get out there read some
1: You can even get an audio book of that now. Oh, really? If you're not so good at reading, there's there's audiobooks for everything. No sponsorships because we broke over here. We just do this for fun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, really interesting story. But you either believe it wholeheartedly and you'll have to stretch the imagination pretty far to do so or you don't believe it at all.
0: I think the key thing about it is to remember almost all great or shattering or changing technology that humanity has ever created has found its first start in fiction oh yeah and it's this- that whole concept if we can think about it we're just always we have bend to it until we do it and from that point of view time travel cool right like yeah. honestly um invisibility cool teleportation friggin fantastic yeah right how,
1: how long's the travels time oh i don't know half a second
0: was,
2: if teleportation becomes a thing the airlines are going to hate it
0: well it would well, that's the thing but but again see it, it, but see, it
1: would save the planet and fuel
2: oh for sure and just to prove overnight. my point
0: larry niven has an entire book of short stories <laughs> they're all short stories oh, that's where, and the
2: vodka
0: where went. these short stories have as their common theme <laughs> is teleportation and the first, first first one is the first murder where the murderer uses teleportation to get to the victim and then has a, an unbreakable ally cuz he's in a different city hmm. right and then the and and it eventually progresses to what happens with teleportation think about just today if there's a fire down the street your old neighbors go right well now you've got personal teleports in your house there's all of a sudden order dame in paris is on fire the world shows up as a mob right to watch it. and just and what shows up with a mob thieves pickpockets crime so what does it and, the, and it's just yeah. it's just how it totally changes both it, of these teleportation
2: books. will definitely change and reshape the landscape of crime and investigation because it'll be harder to investigate crimes if that does happen because yeah. Thieves and murderers are going to be like, oh, wow, like, I can do this now. Or guys in prison could get out and not even be noticed. Like, who knows? Yeah. Well, with
1: teleportation, I think if it, if it becomes anything at all, it would be a public transportation first. It would probably almost never hit the home.
0: Well, and that's exactly where it starts, right? So the yeah. first thing and the first thing what they've got to do is calculate, does he have enough time to get from the restaurant and go to the washroom and back as he would to get out of the restaurant, go to the public teleport booth that's just outside the restaurant, teleport to the murder victim's house. Murder, get back all in time it would take him to apparently go to the washroom. Well, restaurant.
1: if we're already being tracked by every single app on our phone already, yeah, they'll yeah. know. Yeah, they yeah. will know. Yeah. now
0: Larry <laughs> Niven did write that before social media, so it's like yeah. he wasn't he didn't think it he, right, he he didn't
1: yeah he didn't pick that one up. But but and, yeah
0: and, but yeah and both. Right,
1: Or even like, uh, what was it? Jumper? Mm. How he just had to remember a place or have a picture of it or whatever and yeah. he could take himself there instantaneously. That was with the guy who played um, yeah. Anakin. Uh, Anakin. Uh, H- Hayden Christensen. Yeah, that guy. Um, but yeah, good That's movie. That's a lot of syllables. Good movie. It was weird to see him other than Anakin because like he, he was...
0: It's weird how that happens with some actors. Right? Or some <laughs> yeah. some actors actors and actresses i have dropped sort of the use of actress like i feel
1: life. really bad for hugh jackman because i'll, I'll watch him in anything i'm like oh that's wolverine like um, it, like
0: <laughs> so many of them and and what's really bad is is um is when i see them in something that i don't like them in and then that carries with me and i won't watch the rest of their movies because that's all the only character i ever see yeah right um, well like you say johnny depp played,
1: plays the same guy over and oh. over again he just changes it right
0: i just can't yeah yeah right. um, now i am going to give you i don't know what happened to johnny depp but i did um you can say a lot of things about the quality of his acting first movie nightmare on elm street uh, but i think he was a better actor there than he was in sweeney todd dark shadows because it's all the same character and it's so much and it's not, I don't think you see Johnny Depp there. I see you see Tim Burton. Yeah.
1: Well, Edward Scissorhands is totally Tim Burton.
0: But, but and that's the character he plays is a Tim Burton thing.
1: Yeah, what about The Secret Window?
0: I don't think I've seen that one. It,
1: it's really good. You should see that one. Um. But yeah, uh, teleportation, Whereas I was going to go with that. So there's, the way that you would do it, the way that I would feel more comfortable by doing it, is there's two different ways. So in Star Trek, when you teleport, they actually destroy your body, break it down to each individual particle, send it over an electronic signal, and then rebuild it on the other side. So technically, your body has been destroyed and then recombined. Whereas.
0: And not even with the same ingredients, by the way, folks. No, that means n- that no. we've grabbed the carbon and everything we had in stock. Yeah. You know, and we built you on a 3D printer.
1: Yeah, essentially.
2: (laughs) Okay, then my future request is is when I teleport, can you make me thinner on the other side? Well,
0: but you wonder why they don't do that. Because it would, or maybe that's why there's so many beautiful people in Star Trek.
1: Well, once uh, that type of teleportation is created, there goes most of the surgeries. You can do it instantaneously just by laying on a table for three seconds.
0: Exactly right just stay still the, you a know a lot of the plot lines like why don't I just not recreate that that uh bacteria or virus when I recreate yeah. the individual well
2: even in Star Trek they'll quote Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a Star Trek person, but don't they have like little things that they just wave over you in the med bay, and then boom, you're fine.
0: Uh, and they do. They do, do use teleport technology. Uh, sometimes system. for
1: surgeries, they'll use teleportation. Like I believe <clears> when <throat> Naomi Wildman was born, her cranial spikes were getting caught, and they had to teleport her out. So instead of but, doing a cesarean, they would just.
0: But the weird thing about that teleport is teleport the child The out. weird thing about that is is that.
1: They had to use a micro teleporter for they they had a question about
0: whether or not to do it right it was like "Eh, eh, eh." (laughs) whereas you would think that that would have been a much much commoner practice just with the numbers and it was kind of gross
1: to see because her stomach shrunk when the baby was materializing on the table beside her yeah it it was kind of disturbing but anyway um So that's the one type of teleportation. The other type would be the micro wormhole where you just kind of like step through a thing like a stargate and you're the same person going in, you're the same person coming out. It's just that you have gone through a part of space time that has warped around you and instead of you traveling, space travels around you and that gets really complicated, but uh, it wouldn't be destroying your original body. You would be taking the whole thing with you. Damn but by not moving Damn.
0: yeah much more difficult to create than the, fir- than the first version.
1: than the first one yeah. there is
0: however the third version and i like <laughs> the third version all right the third version shows up in uh, a series of books when the first one i believe is titled the cuckoo's egg sure. and what happens in the cuckoo's egg is you can be teleported anywhere you stay here They create one of you there.
2: Oh, so they, like, split you. Like, split your atoms, basically, and copy you.
0: Right? So, but from that moment in time where you've been split, right? From that moment. So now the one on you on Earth, you now have new memories that the other one doesn't have. The one of you that teleported, say, to Mars, your memories from that point on are totally different. If that one gets split again, if he goes to a third... And that's what the cuckoo's egg becomes. It becomes this nesting of different personalities because one person being sent to this one planet right? over and over again. And it keeps meeting like, <coughs> am I Bob 5 or am I Bob 17? Right? Yeah.
1: So the way that one is explained is through uh, string theory, uh, entangled particles. So it's a set of two particles and what you do to one happens to the other one. It doesn't matter how far apart they are in time or space. You can have one particle that's entangled with another particle on Mars, and whatever happens to one will happen to the other one. So you would take the one you have on Earth and attach that to a human. So now it's part of the human body. So now there's a human body being created on Mars of that person because the same thing happens to both particles. you follow? Sort of, yeah. Kind of, sorta, of, yeah. yeah. So that's better with him. so, yeah. <laughs> but that's what that one's based on. It's it's entangled well, it's, particles it, that
0: it's based upon that, or one other possible thing. Oh shit! And it could be based upon just something as simple as human right law. One of the first time that you actually encounter this, what it is, it's the first teleportation experiment, and it's the first guy, and he doesn't want to die. He doesn't want to walk into the chamber and die. So, he creates this whole ruse where he walks in, but they don't actually destroy his body. They save it, and they put him comatose so he's still around because it's the first time. So, And they're going to let his whatever part run around for three days and then kill it and wake him up. Well, he doesn't want to die, right? So, he had, gets arranged so that his thing is, his corpse is stolen, and he's reanimated, and the other one that they've teleported like three days in advance, he doesn't want to (laughs) die, right? So you end up with the two of them coexisting at the same time in the same place.
1: Yeah. it's Kind of like cloning.
0: Kind of like cloning, right? Because that's the key, is that I need to scan you, destroy you, send the recipe.
1: And then rebuild.
0: And then rebuild. But I can change the order. I can scan you, send the recipe, not destroy you preserve you until i have a confirmation that you've been successfully recreate recreated on yeah. other end and that's how those two yeah. end up because out.
1: they won't be sending the matter they'll be t- sending the energy that makes the matter The recipe because you have to remember energy you know e equals mc squared right you know that whole thing
0: well it, but, but it's 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 funny because they never use it when you're transporting someone and maybe because we don't want to think about it that way. But they use it in the food processor, which is a teleportation device. uh,
1: uh, Yeah, it's a tele... And they
0: need to get the recipe to make the the particular food from a particular uh, race.
1: Yeah, the food replicator, the replicators, and the teleportation system is based off of the same technology. So they will destroy somebody, send their pattern to the planet, they get recreated on the planet, but they get recreated from the elements that are on the planet. They, all the carbon and oxygen and all the stuff that you were made up of that's gets stored to the- as energy back in the systems. And then someone orders a hamburger and is using that energy to make their hamburger out of what you used to be.
0: But they do imply that yeah. they can't make 50 of you from the same energy, from the same recipe. They have to get a unique recipe each time they transport you alive for thing.
2: Okay, well, I've been thinking about this since we started talking and now it got really complex, but I have decided I think I'd rather be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, invisible with the <laughs> with the ability to fly. Well,
0: you know what's the horrible thing about being invisible? And I... and. In every single, whether it be a movie, book, or whatever that's involved in an invisible person of one sort or another, they all go crazy.
2: I'm already there,
0: and they all go crazy <laughs> because of lack of human contact. Because nobody can connect with them.
2: Oh no, I'd be fine with that.
0: Well, it'd be interesting. I don't right?
2: really like people, so I
0: know, I know. But that doesn't mean you don't want you don't want to mm. be. It's it's that
2: well the ability to go invisible, not be invisible <clears throat> like one hundred percent. Like you have the the ability to come back to your full self but yeah you know you hit true. like a that's button true. on your shirt uh, a la like in fiction, freaking star trek fiction, and it boom it a
0: one-way trip there, there's very few that had you coming back and forth after yeah. a certain point okay either way i just permanent. i still
2: want to fly i still want to just be able to go i just want to fly over the city or fly away or stuff but in doing it invisible is better because if you're naked then you can like poop on things <laughs> Okay. And they're like, where the hell's that bird? There, there's a there's an But interesting... wouldn't the
1: poop also be <clears throat> invisible one until the... you all of a sudden weren't invisible and then the poop would then become visible? No, so like,
2: once it leaves your body, now it's visible.
0: One of the. One oh, of okay. the...
2: When it hits your windshield, like bird shit.
1: You, you take a dump on their pillow, it just
0: appears. <laughs> no, no. One of, one of the. Well, as a matter of fact, in in all of them. Right, That's how
2: Amber Heard did it.
0: And In all of them. Uh, the invisible person is most vulnerable because they still have to eat. Mm. And until they actually have completely digested that food, they're visible because the food is not invisible and it's floating in air when they walk.
2: That'd be freaky.
0: And that's right down to the black and white. Do you
1: have to like void your bowels and everything? Yeah. Make
0: sure you go boom, boom before you go invisible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, everyone's going to see you. Yeah.
1: It's like, does anybody see a shit
0: floating across their room? (laughs) Shoot the floating floating shit. Shoot the (laughs) floating shit. (laughs) You don't have to hit it. Just around it.
1: (laughs) Do not go in there. Shit's flying tonight.
0: Oh, somebody needs an enema. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: It's like, see that? Yeah, Taco Bell. (laughs) That guy's running.
2: Oh, would be able to see the tampon.
1: Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah,
2: never mind. I take the this whole thing back. It's just like float. <laughs> <It's just laughs>
1: <laughs> see Peter's butt plug.
0: Notice I don't deny it.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, it got weird. So, well, yeah. Well, it's
0: the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> it's kind of weird. So
1: then I wouldn't be surprised if the world wasn't experimenting with time travel. We've been trying to tinker that little nut for God knows how long, right? Tesla said he did something with it. Einstein, we think, did something with it. I keep
0: hearing it. so many when it comes to these things where it's like, it's not that we can't do it. It's all a question of the energy powder power, right? And, and I find it interesting that the whole talk of cold fusion has become like a dead thing. You don't hear it being mentioned. Anymore.
2: I think it's more of, it's not whether or not we could, it's whether or not we should.
0: Oh, I don't think we ever think about whether or not we should. But that's, we should be for thinking about you that. and me, the poor people, to think about if we should, right? Yeah. But if you're actually t- looking at the people... But we
2: should be thinking about whether or not it's a good idea. If we can do it, great, yay, we have the technology to do it. But should we do it? No, probably not.
0: Prepare the culture before you actually do it. Yeah.
1: So then when we talk about the time travel aspect of it all, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the world wasn't working on time travel. We've got so many... We've got so many incidences of, you know, people saying they've gone to the future, or came from the past or, you know, th- different things like that. And Peter just ducks out. He's like, I'm out of here. Drift got to me. <clears throat> so uh, we have great movies like Back to the Future and things like that, too. But we're going to try and stay away from like the things that are obviously fiction. Right. Um, but with time travel, um, you've got. Things that are tying back into. Um, teleportation but i can't remember my original thought where i was going with this peter running off kind of threw me off of course but um
2: the, the thing with time travel though like we have to learn like if you go backwards you can't mess with the timeline and if you go forward <laughs> there's things that you're not supposed to know so you're messing with the timeline so whether whether or not time travel is viable it's not it's more of a question of should you do it because you could screw up the sequence of events in the world. So I would probably stay away from that personally.
1: That's what I was going to say. It was, uh, so we've talked about the Mandela effect before on the podcast. And we might even do another one. I just got to remember which ones we've already covered because apparently some of them got updated even. So, um, but they're saying when they activated the uh, super collider in CERN, that caused a time rift that they've been tinkering with and working with, but they say it actually happened earlier with a different particle collider, and that's why they wanted to make a bigger one. I guess they wanted to do more with it. So, um, that's where the Mandela effect comes in, because people were going back in time. They'd step on that butterfly. They'd, you know... yeah, oh, I wish I, I had squished yeah, the fish. They wish, they wish they hadn't squished the fish,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and... Next thing you know, things get changed. You know, we've we there. There's a list on the Mandela Effect. You just go find it out, and and yeah, check out our podcast. It's hilarious because we even get surprised because I I wrote down a crap ton of them.
2: But going back to the Philadelphia experience experiment, I know that there's so much coverage in terms of like there's movies about it. I even think the X Files did a, an episode yes, kind of similar. They didn't call it that. I don't even think they called the ship the Eldridge, but it was kind of like <clears throat> they took their own spin on it. Um, and when I was kind of just skimming through this one military article about it tonight, like literally a half an hour before we started recording, um, I was like, oh, this sounds familiar. And I re- right away equated it to the uh, the, the one X-Files episode. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's just big urban legends, but it's one of those things that um, bringing it up if these things are possible, and even back in those days, it could have been possible with technology that nobody was really familiar with. If those things did indeed happen, then they need to have some kind of absolute proof to prove it. And all they have right now is speculation. So, hang on, I, that's between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He had to grab a box
1: <laughs> so some of the other conspiracy theories and stories I've heard a guy teleported from Earth to Mars and he says we've had colonies on Mars since like the 80s or the 60s or something like that
0: what you've read Slaughterhouse-Five
1: no no
0: it's all about time travel and, and it's but, an interesting uh, it's an interesting novel even better movie um, it's a mindfuck because it's he is time you don't know if he's crazy or if he's really doing it, yeah, and he lives on another planet um he time travels from World War two to modern day to future existence, and it's well worth the read or the watch yeah and yeah. slaughterhouse five but but yeah. Oh, you got to follow it. It's
1: like... So, like I'm saying, like, if it did happen, like, the l- likelihood is, you know, whatever. But if it did happen and we took it from... It was based in 1940s. We take it up to the <laughs> 1960s.
0: <laughs> now we... <laughs>
1: now we have it worked out so we can do it a lot further. We can do it in a laboratory instead of, saying, doing it on a ship out in the open on something so big something more controlled and that's what some of the other stories were about it was being (laughs) in a laboratory or in a warehouse behind you know whatever and you just kind of went into the basement and there was a bunch of guards and stuff and you had your thumbprint scanned and
0: and if they are doing that on a regular basis and if the worst that they're managing when they're coming back is fucking up the spelling of bernstein bears right Right. Right. Um. Uh, but if that's the least of it,
1: and what about the Jiffy Pop or the Jiffy Peanut Butter?
0: Well, you. But but all the, the, when you look at them, a lot of them are like minor, right? The only big one that I can think of, right, and for Mandela me, himself. is Mandela himself.
1: Mandela himself. Yeah.
0: Uh. Right. But on the flip side, and I'm going to argue this from a personal level, right? Personally, it seems like. On an individual basis, I think as we each look at our individual lives, a lot more of them are happening much more closer to home. Yeah. Like that Star Trek shirt still hasn't shown up, dude. Which Star Trek shirt? The New Jersey.
2: the One that he couldn't find.
0: Oh. It's still gone. Right? Oh, shit. Right? You know, just little things that are like, I can tell you that when I moved into the apartment I am, one of my neighbors lived in the apartment across the hall from me and down. Yeah he now lives two, two, two apartments further down can
2: he just move maybe?
0: no because you couldn't do that with my hallway right? That's...
1: yeah time is shifting and it's like wait I heard another story of a, a lady and she was having bad Mandela effects um, her husband had completely changed and her kids had completely changed and her parents had completely changed, and she thought she was going insane. And they're like, "Oh no, you've always been like this. You've, you've known us your whole life." And like, they were all acting normal and trying to figure out why she was freaking out. Where she's like, "No, my husband used to be a blonde. My mother used to be a little short redhead, but now she's a medium build brunette, you know." And my father's been dead for 16 years and he's standing right here, but now he's, you know, aged to the proper age. And she thought she's going insane. So, like, after about two and a half weeks, she goes to bed the one night and she wakes up and everything went back to what it was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They fucked up somewhere and they had to do a repair.
1: Yeah. Someone forgot to carry a one.
0: Yeah. Right. So they went back and they redid it on me. Right. And it's so confusing because I remember them back and forth, I remember the walk.
1: Yeah, and then that ties into the whole we're living in a simulation all these things are tied into each other for different reasons
0: or the other flip side and I really like this side is the reason why I suffer so many more apparent mandala effects than the average person given the way people talk about it Um, I'm wondering is not somewhere in my future right? and at my age should be fairly close is a significant event that they're fucking with like where am I when I'm not supposed to be? When something I, I when think it's because
1: you've got a they bigger. They send in
0: the time squad.
1: You've got a bigger calendar of time, so they have fucked up more on you than say they oh, fucked it could up be on eight. me. Yeah,
0: because they've got sixty years to muck around
2: with me, whereas uh-huh. they only have uh uh-huh. huh thirty
1: eight for me, right? So <clears throat> everything seems more fucked up because they have fucked up more.
2: Yeah. So okay. I have a recent one for you. So you know the comedian Gallagher apparently just died. The what? one, the guy who used to hit the melons with the mallet, he just recently apparently died. He died a long time. Right? That's what I thought, but apparently he just died. It's all over Facebook that he was seventy-six and he but just died. But at the same time, but I just, thought he died in the late eighties, early nineties. Over
0: on Facebook, there's been.
1: Hold on, real quick. R.I.P. Kevin Conroy. He died the other day. He played Batman in the animated series, and he was amazing for and oh Batman for just about everything. He also did a live appearance in one of Is the flashlings.
0: People are questioning whether or not it's actually real. There was one just recently I came across, where it had come out that he had died, and then it would come back a few days later that it was like no, it actually still alive, right? But I thought he was an actor.
1: But no, no, Kevin Conroy was a voice actor, and then he did a, a appearance real quickly. Yeah, I never heard Gallagher just died.
2: I thought he
1: died in I, like the I, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s, I thought Gallagher died. That's why we hadn't seen him. Yeah.
2: That's my Mandela effect in my latest one.
1: So we lose Gallagher, but Carrot Top gets all roided out and <laughs> stuff like that. Can, can we can we switch? No?
2: Get rid of Carrot Top. Bring oh, back on. Carlin.
1: <laughs> oh, George? Yeah. Yeah. Political, <laughs> well, yeah, all political, just maybe there's a conspiracy there, there's probably, that. probably. That and why they keep arresting poor Tommy John.
0: Okay, really? <laughs> like, why just give it up, guys?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's he,
0: not gonna quit, he hasn't, and learned. it's legal in California yeah, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, man, he's getting old, he's he's paid his dues. Oh yeah, so we're off topic again. Oh, Why we're not?
2: Off topic for the last,
1: like, well, I've, I've been trying to tie different aspects back into it—the different things that they've said the ship has done.
0: Well, it's, it's it, part of it is because the Philadelphia it just branches into so many. Like it is all about invisibility, teleportation, time travel, time travel, right? Yeah. So, which are such big subjects, right? And like, and I even went, ooh, and I mentioned like something else on another podcast, which is, again, related to time travel, Yeah. right? Uh, so there's just so many. And that's where we go back to you saying that they're obviously working on it and something's going on with it. Yeah. It's all based upon the fact is, yeah, because we just keep thinking about it, yeah. right? Even in our own imaginations on everyday people, us scientific kind of guys, right, We sit back and go, wow, teleportating would be cool, right? Or the myth because of the shows we watch, Star Trek, just keeps all of that so alive.
1: But also uh, if you tie it into like UFOs, right? First you get a a few of them and then it starts being like thousands of people are witnessing these things. They all can't be wrong, just statistically.
0: Well, it's it's, it's, it's statistics. I'm not going to throw it as statistics, but I will argue that when I start talking about space travel and faster than light travel, all of a sudden I'm now talking as well about time travel, teleportation, and invisibility. Yeah.
1: Well, as soon as you start getting into the uh, fractions of the speed of light, like they're planning on sending a probe to like Mars or something like, or no, not Mars, I don't know, somewhere far. And they're going to use some kind of uh, sub-light sail or something like that and it's going to go 25 percent the speed of light
0: yeah i heard something recently about it but i can't give you the
1: details it's essentially they deploy a very thin sail is it is it their first
0: attempt at using a solar sail i
1: i it's not a solar sail it's a laser sail okay so so they would deploy this sail out in space and then they would fire a powerful laser at it and push it that makes sense um, think of think of like a pod with a when, great when big they, sail on the back of it, and they shoot a laser here, and because it uh, it's it gets uh, photosensitive, it's photosensitive. <clears throat> it gets pushed by the laser, and the whole thing reaches the speed of light, or well, twenty five percent the speed of light, because there is the mass problem.
2: Okay. Let's throw something at you. Say so, hypothetically, what happened on the Eldridge in the philadelphia experiment was ufo or alien related could we say that it was a failed attempt by the extraterrestrials in trying to test out technology that they were playing around with so they tested it out on that area and that's why these weird things and weird phenomena happened
0: i would argue that instead it would be um because the whole story is based upon the original book of the uh, UFO by the second guy I mentioned, Jessup. Jessup, and his his and the letters that were written to Jessup are all about his possible theories that he's thinking about, and the notations in the um, in the book uh, are supposedly from aliens, like people who live in outer space. Um, not aliens, but people who... It's actually, you know, that whole thing. They call themselves the gypsies, the wanderers. And they're, um, they're discussing... The, this conversation is that he's getting too close to figuring out their science and that they want to hold him back. So it's to prevent us from learning it.
1: I would be more inclined to believe it's us tinkering with something we're not smart enough to play with yet and screwing up horribly... Than I would be to seeing aliens tinker with us in that manner in an experimental way that obviously, um, I don't remember seeing anything about, um, many air, like, like UFOs in the area at the time. Like I, and and on the flip
0: side, I would see the the third option. I would see aliens trying to prevent us. It's you know, let's put it like this way. When, um, I we, can see when, maybe. When, when the first yes, when we first arrived right we weren't turning we were given blankets and food maybe with smallpox to the first nations um but we weren't handing them rifles yeah right and the reason we weren't is because we wanted to be able to subjugate them and my first theory when it comes to aliens is one of subjugation not Friendship. I, yeah. I have a harder time with the friendship. It's like no,
1: no, we gotta keep these guys from hitting like warp and all these different other factors that we long for. Uh unlimited energy so that we can quit polluting our planet or making radioactive material.
0: But we're non controlled. We then spread like a virus across space, right? And have create other social political products for the existing races and dominances and power struggles and blah blah blah, See, blah but of course that's also equating human values to alien values and it's like where do you go from there right like because i i don't know what an alien thinks or how when
2: you say when you said about the aliens subjugating us and because they don't want us to have the power they want to have power over us i think that might be one of the reasons why i'm so hesitant to believe in extraterrestrials because i don't want to believe that that could be something that would happen um And it's weird to put that out there. But I mean, like, I've had my own issues this week with things that probably are unlikely to happen. Um, Not extraterrestrial related, but human related. Um, My lack of faith in humanity basically really bubbled to the surface the last couple days. Um, But I think it's the fact that for me, having something out there that could potentially eradicate us is a scary thought. And... I think that's why I'm so hesitant to believe in that. Well, I
0: think humanity as, as a whole, right? One of the most, when you take a look at our fiction and a lot of our thoughts and even our beliefs and our religions, it's all based upon the fact that we know from the moment we gain our sentience, before we, the moment we became aware, even as his as, as babyhood, I would go so far back, we know that everything is trying to kill us. Yeah. That we are vulnerable. Of all the animals, we are one of the most vulnerable. It's only our brains and our ability to circumvent that
1: and make tools and and
0: make tools and protect ourselves that has given us any advantage. So when you think about that, you know, even today we worry about a virus, right. that could decimate, right. You know, as a, as a nation, as as a people, as a, as a life form,
1: as a life form. Yeah.
2: Actually, um, (laughs) probably until COVID and the potential of a massive pandemic, viral pandemic happening it was not in the forefront of my mind. It was might might have been something that I'm like, oh yeah, that could happen because you know you see movies like Outbreak oh, and good shit.
0: God, no, i always, you know? always been in the forefront of my mind. But it was
2: one of those things. I'm like, oh, it won't happen in my time. Probably won't happen. There's more control over things, and now it's a reality, and it's like, oh shit.
0: What like, I'm really what I'm really uh, worried about because I I know our listeners know that I watch a lot of the older movies and I'm a big old movie buff, right? And the horrible part about a lot of the movies in the '80s, which are post Holocaustic. Uh, and I keep looking at them, and I'm going, "Wow!" And why am I seeing this as our future when I watch these now, you know, 30 years later, <laughs> right? Because they're much more believable now that something could come in and decimate society to, like, to such a large scale, right? Mm-hmm. Not zombies. Sorry, sorry, folks. Just not zombies. I'm sorry
2: if I'm dead. I'm staying dead. That's the only sleep. I'm well,
0: doing. you know, I don't want to be spending <laughs> eternity mowing lawns, man. Right right yeah five
1: dollars please (laughs) yeah completely yeah so that's good enough i think we covered a lot of it (laughs) yeah everything covered a lot of different stuff so
0: long thanks for the fish
1: so (laughs) whether or not the story itself is true that's up for you guys at home uh whether or not some of the factors could be a possibility that we're already tinkering with uh, that's up to you as well
0: i have to agree because that's where i even even like last podcast i said and the research i said changed my mind the research i did went made me go hmm about the philadelphia experiment except i kept in the back of my head going well isn't all this a coincidence, right? It seems so much like someone's setting up a backstory to hide something Yeah. that I actually am still with doubt on the Philadelphia
1: experiment. Yeah. All righty. So thanks for listening to us so far. Uh, if you enjoy what you're listening to, check us out on the Facebook fan page. Uh, I think it's called the mystery Matt fan page, Uh, Mystery mystery Matt fan club. That's what it's called. we have a buy me a coffee account i think there's a button there somewhere uh yeah i have a youtube channel uh i'm not the mystery mat that opens boxes and stuff though so you'll have to look a little deeper just look for a yellow logo with a guy with a hat on and that's me anyways you guys have a good one and uh don't go disappearing on us